love you, and I love me. I love the fish hills and the deep blue sea. I love most anything as long as it's free. I love almost everybody. You know, love is a happy time all throughout the universe. It's when a male part of the species goes to the female part of the species and says, Hey, you want to go on a date? And then she would say, Well, yes, I'd like to go on a date if you're lucky. And then you go to a restaurant and she gets something called a salad. And then he gets a big piece of beef that he eats. And that to me, ladies and gentlemen, is love. Kind of makes you cry, doesn't it? I love you and I love me. I love to hear the robin go to Italy. Isn't that nice? If you love somebody, I better set them free. Set them free. Set us free. <laughs> I don't think so. I love almost everybody. One time I hired a monkey to take notes for me in class. I would just sit there with my mind a complete blank while the monkey scribbled on little pieces of paper. At the end of the week, the teacher said, Class, I want you to write a paper using your notes. So I wrote a paper that said, Hello, my name is Bingo. I like to climb on things. Can I have a banana? Eek, I got enough. When I told my mom about it, she said, I told you never trust a monkey! The end. Well, hallelujah. You learned anything tonight? Don't let a monkey take your notes. Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Happy birthday, Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Praise the Lord. <laughs> you feel it. <laughs> the Love Almost Everybody song got you. <laughs> Birthday wine for Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. We're so grateful for everything you do for us, Holy Ghost. Thank you for supplying us with angels while we're still a total mess. And all that sanctification process, you force the angels to stay with us. 
Uh-huh. Oh, trust me, most of them are not volunteers. <laughs> well. The only reason they're there to help you inherit salvation is because they're forced to by Jesus. <laughs> and it's the truth anyhow. So we're very thankful that Jesus is forceful with his armies to help a people that need a lot of help even when they don't realize it. Glory to God. That feels good. And then you find and you go up on the big stones. <laughs> They're huge. <laughs> but the angels up there, they don't have to. They don't have to. <laughs> and then. <laughs> So if you're not, they don't. <laughs> then, then if you do, then they do. <laughs> and then they do. <laughs> but if you're not, they don't. But if you are, then they do. <laughs> Big stones, you know. <laughs> so you have to. <laughs> you should. You need to. <laughs> I do, and when I do, they do. <laughs> but if I don't, they do not. <laughs> all caps. <laughs> all cap. <laughs> but when you go up, there's no cap. There's no cap. There's no cap. There is no cap. It just goes on and on and on and on. And it just, it just it's wonderful. You should. <laughs> because not many do. Yeah, just like Enoch, the higher ranking angels wait until God Almighty is formed in your spirit to work with you. Completely different angels the higher you go up. Most of the higher up ones are waiting for you to mature. And then and the assigned guardian angels are there while you're immature. They so do. You have lots of <laughs> diaper-changing angels assigned to your poopy heads. <laughs> That's a prophetic word for someone. It's very nice. It's really great, though. Um, you want to make sure when you go up that you read what's on the stones. <laughs> because there are instructions every step along the way. And when those angels are assigned to you, there are some people as you go up, different angels are assigned to you. And you'll want to live a holy life. Because living in that realm and living that lifestyle of holiness Holiness being the new hotness, literally the flaming fire of the seraphim coming down the hardener river of fire blazing. You'll want to stick to that because if you turn back and you go back to the old, those angels have noticed will go. There they go. They don't, it's not like the ones that you have from birth, the ones assigned you on earth, they're used, you know, 
there's a lot of grace for them to just be there no matter what's going on in their life. Not these ones. And if you've had a season of your life where you've had just these wonderful angels around you as you go up and you ascend, but you made some cosmic mistakes, I want to release cosmic grace for your cosmic mistakes today. That those sins be washed white as snow, be forgiven, and let that lesson, whatever lesson it is that you had to learn in the cosmic realm, sapphire stones, learning these things, let that grace or that forgiveness lift that off you and let that, that lesson be inscribed in you, that you'll never do that again, whatever it was that offended the angels, offended God, that caused them to depart. Let those angels be restored to you, restored to your company, or let angels of the same rank and power be restored to you, and let grace abound at that true change on the inside, that you can continue to go up, and those pillars like clouds of smoke. Cloud riders, white doves, the river of fire. Let it wash. You see, those realms open up just when we talk about them. The source of the river of fire, the seraphim blazing there like dragons, dancing, fire streaming from their mouths, clouds full of fire hail, ice, things of different forms and substances, the source of what those substances appear on earth, those things that might be opposite in nature, but somehow existing in a way that's impossible. The source of the river of fire. And who will give permission? If I stand before the source of the river of fire, Will there be permission to go forward? If I go before the one who stands, before the Shekinah glory, the one without whose authorization, without whose permission, the glory will not be released, but the Lord of hosts has said the glory will come. The glory will come. The glory will come. He said the glory will come. He said it. So if the one whose mouth spoke and said the glory will come, then let the angel who stands in that place when we arrive open that door and let the glory flood out, flood down through this whole path. It's that illumination of your mind, revelation, revelation light, connecting to that circuitry, that circuit board of that lightning ephod of Shekinah glory emanating within you. The holy inscriptions, the seed or the word of God is the engravings of that word on sapphire stones carved within you. It's permanent. And even some, at the sound of my voice, you'll be like the ones they spoke of in Enoch. Chapter 44. Chapter 44. What's the first for? It's the open door. It's chapter 44. What is chapter 44? Four is the open door. The other two fours are the chapter 44. Do you understand? What does it say? 
There's a few translations you can look at it in. There are about three or four that I've looked at. But this is the verse that says that though those who shine like stars, there are some who arise and their form changes. They become like lightning. And when they become like lightning, they can no longer part with their new form. It's a permanent change of your inner man. Isn't that the desire of your heart? It is. He knows. He's calling you up higher. You gotta walk into it. The door is already open. The way is already marked. We have the safety and the caution signs put up for you. The teachings are clearly laid out. Now you just gotta step into it. And walk in the way. Walk in it. This is the way. First he whispered, this is the way. First we taught, this is the way. And now the spirit within you, behind you and before you, is going to speak to you. Now walk in. The spirit bears witness. Thank you, Lord, for your witness. Holy Ghost, in the form of a white dove, was the witness of the baptism of Jesus of Nazareth as the Messiah. The white dove of the Holy Ghost will be the witness of your walk with God to everyone around you, especially your friends and family members and doubters and unbelievers. He is your witness. The Holy Ghost is the Lord your promoter. He's the Lord your shield. He's the Lord your maturer. Author and perfecter of your life's faith. Apart from the Holy Spirit, you can do nothing. But attached to the vine, you can bear much fruit and fruit that lasts. So what's being attached to the vine today? Intimate knowledge with the Word of God in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I like how being attached to the anointing of Messiah, which is the Holy Ghost, is likened to engraftation. This is a cosmic tree. So you're being engrafted to where Israel was with all the Old Testament promises of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the celestial realm. If you have a belief system that it's just an earthly realm, that's all you get because that's all you have faith for. But if you have faith for the celestial realm, that we become literally star lords and star kings, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, sun king, ruler of lights and spectrums. So what is dimensions? What are dimensions? Spectrums of light. Most of them invisible, some of them visible, but most invisible, but it's all light. Invisible light is like 99% of our universe, scientists say. Invisible light, so those invisible dimensions, which are not for the natural man, but for the inner angelic man and woman born again, the new creature, to begin to conquer that invisible world all those invisible spectrums of light and become masters of light? Keepers of light? Sure, yeah. Masters of light, loosers of light. To get rid of all the bondage in light, which is why everyone's insane, because those dimensions of invisible light are controlled by fallen angels because of man and woman's unbelief in the earth realm. But when you rise from the dead by faith, for faith is a resurrection, mm. An elevation of faith where Jesus Christ says, that's perfect. There's an elevation of your inner man established in belief systems operating in invisible life 
where your inner man is perfect as your father in heaven. That's the narrow path. That's what you're walking into. You're going to go up into the high places and tear down everything that has dominion of all light in all dimensions in the galaxies he's raised you up to conquer. What's more than conquerors? Guardians of the galaxy for real. Not just in the movie theater. Not just in fantasy Disneyland, but in reality, kingdom land. In a kingdom company that lives in these dimensions, by their inner man regenerated into those dimensions through the word of God. So the word of God is the keys of the kingdom and the sword of the spirit that allows you to enter doors that no man or woman or demon or angel can shut. And to close doors that no man or woman or demon or angel can close. So that you be sealed in an inheritance of 13 dimensions of spectrums of lights as the rulers of the universe. What's that called? The normal bride of Christ. That's like normal Jesus. Normal Jesus and his normal wife, which means without spot and wrinkle in original design. Is it a big deal? I mean, it's a big deal, consider how fallen we are, but to God the Father, it's called beginning to be normal. What is normal? To not have spot and wrinkle of light, which is breaches in the release of light. God's understanding of perfection is in radiances or rainbows, which are spectrums of light. So anything that's not in the perfection of the emanations of the Father's light that he lives in, he thinks that's weird. What's weird to God is called sin. What's weird to you is called irrelevant. What's weird to God the Father is sin. So it only matters the standard of the Father's spectrums of original design for angel, for animal, for man, for woman, for heavens, and for earth, even for under the earth in the lake of fire. Well, that'll be a spectrum of light. That'll be a spectrum of light that will burn your enemies with unquenchable fire. Amen. Fire. God's standard of parties. God's standard of parties in the high heavens. Clouds full of fire, full of flame incinerating just wild dancing like dragons blazing this holy seraphim fire streaming out of their mouths holy fire their cries of worship to his holiness they're dancing they're dancing oh his standard of a party his standard of a good time i just want to watch them just dancing fire they know, they understand, they have so much understanding. And those lower ranks of angels that we've experienced are still so high. Through all those layers of Yetzirah, so many, so many angels, they serve him in love and in fear out of the emotion, emotional service to God. It's their, the service of their emotions. And the higher levels, you'll see they really, they, they know, it's a, oh, a knowing, it's, they're, they're intellectual, they're intellectuals, oh yeah, scary word, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, <laughs> terrifying, but they serve him, not just in emotion, 
out of fear and love, but with knowledge and understanding. That higher capacity, that's where you'll see the righteous. Some of the, the higher ranking of the righteous ones who've gone before us. Where is the dwelling of their soul in these times? In those places. Great teaching, wisdom from those prophets who came before us, who still teach from those realms, who you send in a night vision. And there they are, in parable and teaching, and sometimes rebuke, just teaching the flow of these realms, how the perfect will of your Father comes down like lightning like fire, like river, like water, like rain, like the dew of the glory, like the dew of the glory, like droplets of water coming down, droplets of dew to refresh, like morning dew on tender bones grass, even the flesh. I want to bathe in that river of fire. Don't they love it? How can they get ready for a party in a realm like this? The last time I saw the river of fire and I wanted to run toward it, I want to jump in there. And then the big angel grabbed me and said, no, don't do it. My legs are still running. Like I'm running toward it. Don't do it, it'll evaporate your... <laughs> well, that'll be fine, I'm sure he can recreate my spirit. <laughs> what is my spirit? How to be, to go into that fire. To not evaporate my... Was it my soul, my spirit, my inner man? What kind of inner creature do I have to be to not get evaporated? I just, I saw all the big angels dipping and bathing in the river fire. They're just washing off <laughs> before they go into that party. I wanna... I want to bathe in that river of fire. But what's the difference between that fire up there and that fire when it comes down? That fire flowing all the way down into Gehenna burns and torments the, the wicked. So what's that torture to those below? It's torture to them. When above, same fire, same substance. A delightful, wonderful thing. Even just a few years ago would have evaporated whatever part of my inner person that was. That was before I transfigured in the sun of righteousness and my hmm. inner man went from gingerbread light person, like little gingerbread man looking, you know, to the spirit of the righteous written in the book of Enoch where you sprout wings and your inner man looks more like the angels than a person. That's the first transfiguration. It takes place in the sun. That's Tiferet of Isaiah. That's why we're wanting to push you guys to get into the sun so much. Not just like a, how, what level are you at? We don't even think like that. It's just like, that's just the human perception of it. It's because we want you to experience transfiguration. You think only about safety. Yeah. Safety in the sun, transfiguration of your inner man, you will become the kind of being 
that can conquer in the second heavens. It's not going to be the same game once you get in there. When you get in there, make yourself comfortable in the sun. That's when you just, you beat away all those false revelations that you have about, especially the subtle things like false love, uh, the uh, that Jezebel's Christianity, all the remnants, you've already overcome it to get into the sun, but now all those remnants need to be burned out of you. The ideas, the thoughts, the... There's a lot of little things, so give it time in the sun when you get there. Let it burn, and you'll have that cloud foam cocoon around you. In the sun of righteousness. And let it do. Let him do his work. Don't be quick to move on from there until that happens. Otherwise you'll be flying blind. And if you've been flying blind, just hop back in the sun and just... Let him do his work. Because when you're a different kind of creature in your spirit, man... You're going to, I mean, it's so much easier with those wings, with that ability. You're going to be completely changed in your inner person. You will no longer be the same. And it, it's so real to the mind, even. Because it is the invisible realities. It's not just another vision. It's not just some other prophecy. It's literally... Like a butterfly going from caterpillar to butterfly. You become, you go from ginger, little gingerbread man of light. Lots of prophets have seen that in heaven. Where you come from, you come down, you look like a little gingerbread man of light, and you're sewn into that piece of flesh in your mother's womb. I knit you together in your mother's womb. And you grow up. You might stay a baby gingerbread man if your spirit's never fed. Your parents probably didn't know how to feed your spirit. Don't be mad at them, they didn't know. Forgive them, they didn't know. Now, if you, if you're starting from that baby gingerbread, Grow your spirit. Stay on Melkut of Isaiah. Put your hand on your spirit. Put the word of God, just like we did here tonight. Put it in. Put that background spa music on. We have resources and Red Lion Ministries. If you're watching online and you want to do that, put your hand on your spirit. Let it go in the eyes and ears. And forget everything other people have taught you or you've taught yourself about the Bible. And just start clean slate, grow your spirit, and let the Holy Spirit lead you into all truth. Because it's written in the word of God, he will lead you into all truth. But who are the sons of God? Those who are led by the spirit. He's not going to just lead you into truth if you're leading yourself into truth. Or if you're letting Jezebelic Christianity that's influenced by demons, who are over those church buildings made by human hands and this has been seen and testified by many witnesses now that that's the case so you have to get out all the things that sounded even good that they were teaching you stuff that maybe you had breakthroughs in the past but there was a mixture that's where this stuff comes to burn out completely so let the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ within you lead you into all truth and you start to feed the Word of God into your spirit Exercise your spiritual senses and make the right decisions to do righteousness and justice, to love and have mercy, judgment and mercy being balanced with that truth on display. And when you go up and you transfigure in your spirit first in the sun, hmm. there's a great change. You become the spirit of the righteous. That's the fourth interior castle. It's a golden castle. Now you might say, well, which stones are which castles? I'll tell you this. The stones themselves are not the castle. But the castle is a dwelling place for you as you go stone to stone. 
what you are as you rise is being perfected. You're not quite ready for full union. So he has a place prepared for you as you rise. And those interior castles, they come, they're overlapping some of the stones. You can see, like the sun, you know that one now is the fourth interior mansion. And that's also, how does it go? Adam, Seth, Enosh, Kenan. So, yeah, I feel that's that castle. It represents the lineage of Enoch. That golden castle. And then when you rise above the sun, you enter into that black onyx castle, the fifth interior mansion of Mahalalel. And when you make the crossover, that's when you enter into the sixth, when you enter into Hesed. And you want to spend a good time there because another change, a cleansing, happens in your inner man. That's where you're not, you might not be holy yet, but the sixth interior mansion is where you're being made holy in your spirit. Your spirit is being made holy. When you go into the sun, well, first, when you go into the moon, you're considered on the path of righteous. All the angels will consider you a righteous one, but when you go into the sun, that's when your spirit transfigures and you become the spirit of a righteous one. So, fourth, fourth interior castle, son of righteousness, spirit transfiguration, that's that cloud, foam, covering, cocoon, any change in there. Over the sun and Gevra, that's your fifth interior mansion, it's a black onyx mansion. The biggest tests in that tend to be, in the fifth interior mansion, the test of separation. The test against, are you going to grumble against God's leadership? Against, you know, the Moses, the Aaron? Are you going to grumble? Or are you going to allow yourself to be around people who are doing that? Are they still in your lives? Are they still on your Facebook page? Are they still, are you allowing yourself to be around that? And the unclean, the test of the uncleanness of Moab is in that fifth interior mansion. Now, when you're going up above the sun into that, when you prepare yourself for that, you will want to make sure you have in place every external discipline that you need to have to choose the path of holiness because even your inner man has not been transformed in that sixth interior mansion yet. You're walking... You're righteous. You're walking on the holy, the highway of holiness. But you're still lacking in that place, that thing that you need to be fortified in holiness. Right? There's the righteous, the holy, and the elect. So be very careful in that interior mansion, that fifth one. It goes from gold to black, and it's that blackness. You know, I'm black but lovely. You just when you got used to the beautiful shiny gold and the transfiguration, it's the, it's all, it's dark. It's that cold, you feel that coldness of space, that void. And the test of the Father's character is in there. How will you judge him? The Father may appear to you at that time as something that you would never, in while you're in the vision, you would not believe it was him. 
and the test is of separation, of cleanness, and even though you're not holy yet, <laughs> you'll be confronted with the parts of you that are not. Are you willing to be separated from the uncleanness, no matter who or what that means you need to separate from? Conversations, it could be people, whatever the test is, it's going to be specific to you, but it's overall it's the same thing. Come out from among them and be made holy. Much of it is the cleansing from romantic love. The exact opposite of the Horror Babylon's interpretation of Song of Solomon. Will we ascend these mountains of spiced, uh, spiced mountains? Will we ascend the spiced mountains? Song of Solomon writes. Holy ghost. Mm-hmm. And... We think, oh, it's going to be a romantic love story. The spice is the ingredients of the anointing that if they're poured on your head, it would be like you're burning to death. Okay, just a reality check for everyone. Those were the ingredients, the spices of those mountains, the Bible says it, Song of Psalm, those were the ingredients for the anointing oil. The anointing oil in the physical represented fire. So these are the spices of divine fire that has zero romantic love in it. You need to say it because it's the truth anyhow. All the romantic love that you've added to the fire is blocking you from rising on those mountains in reality. It's true. Mm-hmm. So you got to remove that Eros false love from your hearts and minds. It's garbage. It's actually devils. And you get into true holiness in true anointing, in true love. So as you ascend these mountains, false love is execution-style murdered out of you. Like literally slaughtered. And so the animal misunderstands, I thought God loved me. No, you're learning love because every idea you had about love was human, which is demonic. And especially in Christianity of the earth, All earthly Christianity ideas about divine love or even marital love is demonic. Totally insane and demonic. And a lot of it is an idol. You know what the Lord God Almighty told me today? He said, the crosses in their churches are Asherah poles. And a moment before he said that, I heard it in the spirit like five seconds before he said it exact verbatim. They have lifted up idols of God's image and they worship an idol Jesus. And he was showing me charismatic churches erecting crosses and he says, this is an image of me they've built and it's an abomination. And on top of hearing that five seconds in the spirit uh, before he said it, this week the Lord was talking to me about the same thing. The same exact thing. This is the word of the Lord. You know, their true love to the animal often looks like anger. Let that sink in because it's the truth anyhow. Divine love looks like anger to a fallen animal. Truth anyhow. Wrath of the Lamb is a small taste of Father's love. When we go Papa, Dada, and have all this familiarity with God, we're actually only familiar with Satan. It's true. If you climb the Spice Mountains and get familiar with true love, which gets the sun seal, 
climbing the Spice Mountains of Song of Solomon is actually going into the sun, which completely and totally annihilates the human existence, spirit, soul, mind, and strength, glory to glory, which obviously hasn't happened many other places, and it's not taught normally, but this is the normal mountain path to the spices that make the anointing oil. In the Old Testament, you were cool with just going into the external forms. Like we just have the natural forms, and we we have got familiar in an Old Testament-style Christianity with external forms. That's what lukewarmness is. That's what Laodicea is. That we are familiar with external forms of biblical realities, which means there's no reverence and no fear of God. We say there's no punishment anymore because I'm so intimate with my external forms of a New Testament Jesus that I've erected in my own brain that's powerless, lifeless, and I can just cuddle with in the front of my church and give me a Kleenex box and I'm emotional about it. And it's, listen guys, most of that has absolutely zero to do with the kingdom or real maturity or real, real Christianity. You don't even see that in the apostolic ministry of the book of Acts. It's, it's not even in there. It's a completely different Christianity the first century apostles walked in than what we have in charismatic America right now. It's completely and totally different. Now we need to get back on track. We need to get back into a place of understanding the mountains of Song of Solomon of the Garden of Eden being Calvary. Which is what? I'm climbing this mountain for the anointing to terminate sin. I'm climbing Calvary for the crucifixion of the sins of the world that are influencing my mind, will, and emotions. I'm climbing this mountain to change my image-bearing from human being to God the Father, to be an outreigned brilliance of my Father in heaven through the termination of my own brain and heart through Calvary which is the Spice Mountain. The mountain of the Lord rises as chief of the mountains in the last days because people rise on Calvary, carrying crosses, understanding it's a mountain that produces the spices of the fire of God. And hang in there because you'll start to understand when you get into the sun. Until you get into the sun, there there's so much that has to burn out of confusion, the old, the religious fears, Oh, what, what about, because it feels like you're losing and letting go of that one love that you thought that you found, that it's been that, that thing that got you through this whole time. Can you sacrifice the best of what you've experienced in the God-inside-minded, drunken glory, revival, signs and wonders for what God actually wants to do in this time, kingdom age? And you got to hang in there because... Remember, if it came, did it come from God or did it come from man, mm -hmm. right? So it's either it came from God or it's demonic. So the best of what we've really experienced so far has so much of the demonic still in it. But why didn't everyone just die? Because God's not going to do what he did again at, in the time of Noah. Like that, He's not. that's not what he's doing. The blood of Jesus and understanding the time that you're in, the age that you're in, is his kingdom age. The bride has been growing. As long as you're always making progress toward what God is doing that's where there's grace that grace abounds to help you continue to grow closer to God his ways his thoughts so and it's so important to sacrifice all of that because 
as you've seen, if you've been around, all the people that come in with all that kind of like really like, oh God, daddy, God, and loves me, and no matter how much that feels nice or sounds nice, no matter however much you want to help them, when it comes to the chastisement, when it comes to the severe things of God, because we have to know both his kindness and his severity, they, they flake out. They go off into the deep end, they get even more demon-possessed, and they a lot of them end up losing their salvation. That's why we're teaching it so specifically, because that is not, we're going to speak this over you, that is not going to be your case. Mm. You're going to learn righteousness. You're going to walk in righteousness. This is how you avoid all those horrible things you see, and these people go crazy and get into all these, you know, demon camps. This is how you protect yourself. This is how you put on the full armor of God that you can stand, that you can, and you can continue to stand. Agreement with what real love is and being able to discern mm -hmm. false love will save your lives. I've Literally. watched a thousand go insane simply because they get into some false love. And it's really the definition. False agape, because God is agape. False agape is what has destroyed Christianity. It has turned it lukewarm. It is the very roots of Laodicea. It really is. People come in and they have, there's familiarity. There's no fear of the Lord. And it's a stubbornness. It's a rebellion. It is the purest form of witchcraft yeah. in the world. It really is. It's the purest form of the occult of the magic arts of Lilith pretending to yeah. be the bride. Yeah, and it's Lilith too, not just Jezebel, because we've seen those people that we've seen were um we've seen some of them in cosmic unrighteousness, where instead of going up to the heights of Jezebel's tower, they went up to the heights of the Tower of Babylon. Mm -hmm. So it's like went higher than the moon and just went higher, sun, yeah, so it was like blood. Double yeah, Lilith. Yeah, yeah. So it's just yeah, you know, it's really interesting all those things to look at and it's like, oh how are they doing that? And you go in the spirit realm and then you look and to see, you know, the revelation of the Word of God. Oh, this is, wow, it's like, I you know, this is how, you know, they can get it pretty high. That's why all this training and all these, you know, the strictness, the severity, and the kindness, the love of God, the drunken glory, the Word of God, the sword, the gemstones, it all becomes so clear <laughs> when you walk in these things. And that clarity, like Brandon said, it's going to literally save your life and your destiny it's a quest completely full of enemies i mean it really is the final quest and we've walked it out lived it out and it's completely flooded with enemies on every side and you do have oasises you do have refuge zones you have goshens yeah. along the way yeah. those are the mansions you're talking about between the stones where you can get healed and rest from all the craziest warfare you could ever imagine and so um, god's paved the way but you have to be soldiers notice the only ones marching forward are like well-armed special forces soldiers. And the ones that even considered false love or eros love or phileo love, they're not even in God's army. I'm telling you now, just the open vulnerability to listening to those teachings as divine puts you in enemy armies. Yep. As you've seen before with many just watching our public ministry it's not it's not a subtlety it's a major life decision to deny the cross of true agape and get into some kind of other feeling orientated people pleasing false love mm -hmm. that just honors the animal like Saul who didn't kill the animal and then mm -hmm. Samuel comes around 
killed the animal. True love, true agape is Samuel killing the animal. You're dealing with a Sauline church that allows the animal to live and everyone says, oh, how kind and merciful and Christ-like Saul is. That's the exact situation out here. You need to slaughter the Saul mentality from your hearts and minds, pick up swords, and kill the animal of Satan in your lives. Mm -hmm. He's a goat. It's a stubbornness that blocks us from our own crosses and we forget we have a cross. We forget the whole sacrificial system. We really do. You notice a lot of people, when the hypnotism of the fallen angel gets on them, they forget about the altar. They forget about the wash basin. They go further further and further away from the temple of God the Father. No longer a priesthood of Melchizedek. No longer a priesthood of a sacrificial system of self. Now it's just coddle me, make me feel good, pray for me, pray for me, I'm, I'm wounded, I'm wounded. Now we just treat wounds out here and call it Christianity. That's not Christianity, it's an abomination of a false Christianity. True Christianity is measurements of the water basin. You have healing without measure. You have the sun of righteousness rising with healing without measure. But that healing comes from a type of fire that terminates your animal existence. That's why most Christians that I've experienced along this path hate the anointing. They hate it because it burns the animal. The selfishness where I prioritize my little animal clique instead of the kingdom of God the Father and then justify it as being a good steward when you're backslidden and lukewarm. It's the exact situation you're dealing with with American Christianity right now. We need God's judgment of ourselves, and it will be painful. And it's not going to be watered down so you can receive it. This isn't a people-pleasing kingdom of heaven. This is a raw fire of God, the Lord who changes not. Even in your infancy, the Lord is the same. The issue is those beams of light can hit the child and they can still grow into his nature if they embrace his severity. You know what the kindness is? A distance of your soul and flesh from God, because if it was any closer, you'd be incinerated. Kindness and severity. So we boldly approach the throne of grace so the severity can circumcise our souls and our flesh from Babylon the Great. Which is all the religious demons, all the lukewarm demons, all the self-centered Jezebel demons, which you deal with. Jezebel, I've heard perfectly described, this is in the the last, the path, which is the Mm. book four or five of the Final Quest series. And it says, the most perfect, I believe it's Elijah explaining this to Rick Joyner in that latest rendition. The most perfect explanation and definition of Jezebel's character is selfishness. Selfishness. That's simply what it is. If you're selfish and you can't see past yourself, you're under that principality right now. And truly, just like the book says, because I know it's true and from the Lord, because he's told me the same thing many times. He says, this is the last thing you got to terminate out of the American Christians to have never-ending revival. You ain't going to have it until that principality is slaughtered, not on the outside on some kind of false spiritual warfare they do in their Asherah pole churches, in their buildings made by human hands, 
with their own ideas about how they advance the kingdom, and barely participate whatsoever, mostly offended in self-will, in areas that are comfortable to them. Listen, man, boot camp is getting you out of your comfort zones. Most of these Christians and their charismatic churches aren't even in the boot camp of the kingdom of God. Truth anyhow. The standard's so low out here, it is Laodicea. Absolute truth. The standard out here is Laodicea. The standard in the sapphire stones is God the Father in all 13 dimensions of rainbow perfect light. Those standards are unknown to the charismatic church. We need a standard raised in us to terminate every other idea and crooked will of a demon spirit working in you today. See, it's not just about being deceived. It's not just about wrestling Jezebel and the selfishness and the sin. When you have sin in you, you will do the will of whatever seed, which is sin, is in you. You'll do it in ignorance. We've watched thousands just do Satan's will because they had Satan's seed in them. They thought the seed that was in them was God and they were doing God's will. We've seen it thousands of times. You'll do the will of whatever seed is working in your spirit. It's autopilot when you get the word of God rooted deeply in the tree of life in your hearts and minds. You won't even consider another God. My sheep hear my voice and they obey me. It is written and they will not obey another. So what does it mean to be a sheep of the great shepherd? There ain't any other seed in there, which means the higher severe things of a shepherd. You know, a shepherd is a violent person. We got this tender nursery shepherd crap in our culture because we're so Laodicea and lukewarm. We don't understand a shepherd was a violent killer. Do you understand a shepherd? You had to kill lions, tigers, bears. David's doing it as a boy. A shepherd is a violent job of killing vicious animals. Read the scriptures, understand it. Today we've got electric fences around our New Zealand millions of sheep. Back then, you didn't have fences. Not like that. You had a slingshot. They didn't have guns. What do you have? You had a sword. You had a slingshot. You would have to you have a bow and arrow. You'd have to get good with the bow and arrow because the stuff would kill your flocks. You had to kill or be killed as a shepherd. Truth anyhow. So a great shepherd is a great killer. Mm-hmm. Let that sink in, because it's the truth. Great shepherd, I will great come killer. and destroy you with the sword of my mouth. With the, who says that? Jesus Christ, great shepherd, book of Revelation. Which he means, I will, I will absolutely defend you if you stay my sheep. But if you turn against me by turning to the enemy, he promises I will absolutely destroy you. Do you have a New Covenant Christianity where the Jesus Christ of Revelation says, I will come and destroy you with the sword of my mouth. If you don't have that Jesus today, you're not marching in his army. Because this is the army of the Lion of Judah, not just the little lamb that's going to be slain by your sins. That you can just cry about when he's taking your sins to the cross like a gentle lamb. He's not coming in that form at all. At all. He's coming as a lion, which is a king and a killer in the book of Revelation. And almost no Christians in the church have that Jesus right now. That's why they're on the earth. Their Jesus isn't the great shepherd. Their Jesus isn't the warring king of Israel. That's the only form he's promised to come in in his second coming. 
So those that reject him in his second coming have rejected the judgment and the killer nature of Christ in Scripture. And if we're honest with ourselves, let's turn on YouTube ministries. Let's put on the Sunday morning ministries. How many of those churches are representing killer Christ? Everybody's nice. Just be nice. We're all We're so nice. happy to have you here today. Don't ever change. It's really Kumbaya. good. I'm listening. It's not about just being destructive. It's about being accurate and prophetic of what God's doing. It's not just about to be cutting against the fray and being different and weird. It ain't about that. That's false holiness. It's about being razor sharp mm -hmm. accurate in what God the Father is saying and doing yep. right now in every generation. That's the prophetic. It's not about just being different for different sake. Oh, everyone's got the kind, nice, gentle baby Jesus on Sunday mornings on their YouTube channels. So 10,000 people could join in and, and feel good about themselves. No, it's it's in, we come with the harsh Jesus and the severe Jesus because we're so advanced and so much more mature. That ain't it. It's about what God the Father's releasing in the, in the times and the seasons. It's about the, if we are not relevant with what the Father's doing right now, we are not even with Him, cloud by day, fire by night. If you are not following what the cloud and the pillar and the fire are doing, you are not safe. It's about safety. See, great shepherding is about keeping the people safe with what the Father's releasing now. And what the Father's releasing now, most Christianity in America has rejected and can't accept it because it's too harsh. But his second nature is promised in his second coming. It is a second nature because mm -hmm. the Bible tells you it's two different natures. Take off the grave clothes. The lion Go nature the and the lamb nature, kindness nature, severity nature. Listen, we have to embrace the kingship nature of a Jesus that kills babies. Yep, that's Revelation chapter 2. Glad you asked. It says, I will terminate her children on her sickbed, those that are intimate with that woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess. Red letters now, Revelation 2. I will kill her children utterly. That's what scripture says. You know what that means? Mm -hmm. I will ethnically cleanse those that are intimate with demons. And he's saying he's going to do it spiritually, mentally, morally, and physically. Do you have a grid for Jesus that commits ethnic cleansing in Revelation chapter 2? So if you're needing a physical healing, healing from sickness or disease, your best bet is not going around looking for healing ministries, although that might do you some good. You're going to want to get as high, as further and far away from Jezebel's tower as possible. And this is how you do it. On top of that, you want to take Jezebel down? First, you have to overcome her tower. When you're in a war, where's your tactical advantage? The high ground. Mm -hmm. So you're going to need to be at least above the heights of her tower. If you want to overcome the Tower of Babylon, how high are you going to have to go? So it's all measurements and heights and the transformation of your inner spirit. And don't get discouraged in well-doing of the sacrifice of the animal. Because the tenderness that you're longing for, which is the reason why most people get into false love, you'll find it, but it's in the sun and over the sun. Mm -hmm. You'll find it. it. It's really there. It's, right and it's here much. In your spirit. Christ it is. I don't life. think there's a number that I could quantify mm -hmm. to even speak <laughs> how much better that love is of the Father, His tenderness, His compassion, all that stuff that you read about. 
but then they try to do it in that false love of what we've known in Christianity so far, you have to pass through that gate of severity of judgment. The circumcision, anytime anyone got circumcised, they were sore for like three days at least. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, there's, a, there's a, a pain to it. Yeah, they stopped marching in the wilderness for two weeks. Have a little new wine, you know? Get into the glory. The more you can allow that glory and stay in peace. Understand, my father loves me. What did we talk about yesterday? When that pressure comes upon you, it's from the father to put to death that thing in you that he wants to remove. Mm -hmm. It's because it's a demon or it's a house for a demon, which means it's the flesh. It's the dust. All that dust is the serpent food. It's the serpent housing. God, the father, wants that thing removed so that he can give you that tender love. That's the love that you long for. That's what people usually take the bait for and get stuck in Jezebel's Christianity. Mm-hmm. And so, because All you know... All a love wound. Yep. Because you know that's what you want, so the closest thing that looks like it, the only thing, you know, like, oh, that must be it. Nobody else is teaching anything else. <laughs> you know, that must be it. I haven't heard anything else. That's the best that we have on the earth right now. But it's not the ancient path. That's settling. God wants to see, like, come on, you're my daughter. Come on, you're my son. Mm-hmm. Don't settle. You read, you read the Bible. You know I have better. So why are you settling just because that's all you've seen in the earth? You have to be willing to forsake all that's in the earth. All Here, that's Here's in the how earth. it is. False prophet, come up and give you a hug. True prophet, mm-hmm. throw armor on you and say, pick up your sword and walk. That's yeah. exactly how it is. So you can see the false prophet is much more popular right now. Yeah. But we need armor, and we need our armor upgraded as we rise in a fire called Spiced Mountains. Yeah. You know, people love the free hugs signs that trend. How about, like, free sword stabbing, free, free, how about the free circumcision sign? <laughs> and that... No, you <laughs> said that because it leads right into what the Holy Ghost was just saying to me. He was saying... Notice how the exodus of Moses, they were all circumcised as adults. Mm-hmm. And now, the evidence that you're making exodus mm-hmm. out of Babylon into Zion is that you as adults are having things cut mm-hmm. off of you every day. A constant yeah. circumcision is the new covenant. That's the evidence you're at the altar of celestial temple. It's celestial Jerusalem. And celestial temple inside the celestial Jerusalem. You gotta have both. Because we are forming the cosmic Israel of God, Book of Revelation, all about the second heavens. The conquering of new heavens is understanding these realities in your above man. You have an above man. When Apostle Paul dealt with all of his churches, he never once said inner woman. 100% of the time it was inner man. So ladies... You have an inner, inner man. man. You have an a inner man. man. It's a man. Why? Because got, it's Christ in you. I'm going to get my man card in the sun, she said. I'm going to get it. <laughs> so uh, there's your pride month. Transfiguration. For the tra- for the Trans- tra- transgender. Transvestite Jesus. Yeah. Oh, um, hallelujah. I drank like three water bottles. I don't know why before this. but I. Memorial Day, the soldiers get one like, day. So much. We did Stairmaster. My happy birthday Sodom present. Sodom and Gomorrah. Happy <laughs> Hallelujah. I agree with that. Hallelujah. It's, in, it's insane out there. Hallelujah. You know why it's insane out there? Devil never had to reveal his cards this much. 
Yeah. All he's doing is revealing his nature. The sorcerers already yeah. know it. It's shocking normal people. Normal people that are not used to extreme sorcery are utterly shocked at the direction of America right now. So they're going to cut it way back and the extremacy of the sorcerers, the sons of Satan, will be mm -hmm. circumcised out of America. Amen. Amen. We're learning, I'm learning discipline this season. A lot of discipline, like discipline your nefesh to make it your best nefesh possible <laughs> life to serve the Ruach. So we can make a nice throne for the Neshama. So we can follow God in all our ways and all that kind of stuff. But so my happy birthday to me uh, gift this morning was 6 a.m. fasted cardio, followed by my workout. Severity. Severity, yeah. And, that, and actually, it was so enjoyable. It was so pleasurable. It was shocking. It was so enjoyable and so wonderful. I had such a good time. I the cannot believe how good it was. Your ecstasy. It was amazing. Die. I thought that sounded hor like about even a year ago. That would have sounded horrifying to me. <laughs> I literally had so much fun. I wanted to stay longer, but I couldn't because I had to go back down to my apartment to eat before I did my weightlifting, and so I did that. And I have felt so much energy, even though I didn't get like a ton of sleep last night. I mean, no, where does this energy come from? God, literally God. And I was like, ooh, you had enough go? sleep when you were in sin. sin. <laughs> That's really good. That should be it. We were on the RLM memes. That's really good. Mm -hmm. And so after that, we just did some more cardio because this feels great. Oh my gosh. What do you know? Anyway, yeah. So then, and then we did stretching in the sauna after that. So then you're just like, and so then we're like, don't bar. And I've probably drinking like four or five bottles, like three, probably right for the Pineapple juice. Pineapple juice. Is there... Oh, you're a tapache? Oh, yeah, that's some good stuff, man. I yeah. <laughs> My favorite drink, they discontinued it, and I, I wrote the owner. And I mean, I was offended by it because I, I was drinking like 10 of these things a day. They're really good health food drinks. And he's like, oh boy. You could tell you had, a, you had a tough one from my email. Like, I said, man, you just ruined the best drink in the world. We would buy out the shelves, and now you discontinue this profit. He's like, oh boy. Just, he had just no response. And so we prayed fervently. I mean, it's a big deal. Drinking's a big deal to us. And uh, when you're alcohol free, you find the best health drinks. You just, they just come to you, and it's it's on earth as it is in heaven. Same way in heaven. So we prayed, we prayed. Finally, the grocery store started stocking up on these Tecates. And, I mean, the first time I tried the mango one, I just almost started crying. Like, oh, he's answering my prayers. And they even came out with a spicy one, a spicy watermelon. They have a habanero watermelon. They got a spicy pineapple. And then they got a, a mango one that's, like, freaking amazing. So this is something that I've learned, and I always hold the anointing to it, because the anointing is the ability to create. Okay? If you ever suffer loss, which means something gets pruned off of you, and just say it's all God because he's the maker of everything. So a demon comes and takes it in the name of God or something <laughs> like that. And you lose something, gets pruned, you know, you're in the... Daniel in the lion's den down there, and you miss three days of good kingly food. God's going to restore you seven times better food when you get out of the pit. It's a principle 
that anything gets that gets pruned will later get prospered. So the pruning is often hard. That's when you want to get into the praying. The pruning, the praying, and the prospering. Amen. Once you're in the prospering, don't let up. But know there will be more pruning. God will prune us and take things off of us that we enjoy that are from him until the things added unto us are the things of the third heaven. And it will start in the earth. And it will go up all the way through the heavens. And once you start to go out of earth's atmosphere, you start to get it into the inheritance of Jacob, which which in the world right now is all the banking system. So you have a greater second heaven's inheritance as you rise, guaranteed. It can't be undone. Anyone that rises taps into Malachi, the treasuries and the storehouses of the heaven, automatically. It's not even an effort. It's just an elevation of your existence of what is there, what exists there. But even there, as that stuff there gets pruned, you go higher. So... The sacrificial altar receives more and more. So if people are saying, I wish I could give more, I wish I could do more. And that's a lot of people's attitude, and it's wonderful you have a zeal without knowledge. That's what that is. It's zeal without knowledge. I wish I could do more. I wish I could give more. I wish I could be more helpful. The issue is you absolutely can as you rise. Because as you rise, you'll have more ability. You'll have more finances. You'll have more influence, power, authority, dominion. you have more light. you have more dimensional sovereignty one of the big things of sonship is dimensional sovereignty Dimen- I like dimensional Amen. sovereignty and then, yeah, and then you're not saying oh I hope that I can do more in the future you'd be like I understand how I as a garden can produce more without bewitchment yeah. the issue you're dealing with with these Christians is extreme witchcraft on their brain thinking God just does it outside. No, God does it through you, through gardening. Mm -hmm. The reason why there's not that much is because you don't give him very much soil. It's your spirit that produces the increase. Mm -hmm. As you produce the increase, the externals added unto you at each elevation. So that just Mm. completely destroys all this immaturity witchcraft of saying, I wish God could do it out here. I wish, you know, there was more. I wish, wish, wish. Yeah. Wish upon it. It's all witchcraft, guys. That is Bewitchment 101 Foundations. The issue is you can have as much influence and help as kings if you allow the king to raise up your inner man by your constant faith and obedience to whatever he's saying to you. And it's going to be something uncomfortable because it'll dash your nations to pieces like pottery into the Jewish King Messiah. And Jewish King Messiah is so different In your American culture, it will constantly offend the crap out of you. It'll challenge Mm -hmm. everything you think you know about Jesus Christ and God. And you have to allow that process to take place in you. That's what circumcision is. Mm -hmm. Circumcision in the Old Testament was outside. And you could just say, oh, check the box. Circumcision Mm -hmm. in the New Testament, ladies, is on the inside. And it's not a checking of a box. It's an ever-increasing sword. Until the Jewish king, Jesus, who is the king of the natural Israel, and also the creator of heaven and earth, is formed in you. Then you be walking in unlimited spiritual light and unlimited natural light. And what is unlimited natural light? Anybody got a $1 bill? Look on the back of it. There's a picture of light emanating out of a natural pyramid 
and as diabolical as Freemason sorcery is and all their dumb seals and stuff mm. they've done to steal from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob against Christ, as dumb as it is, it is natural light. But there will be a healing of natural light because natural light, just like your $1 bill shows you, is money. That's why it's written that gold is the god of this world. What is the gold god of this world? It is written. Jesus Christ said that. Light, natural light, was the golden god of this world. That's the golden image of Nebuchadnezzar. That's the golden calf in the wilderness. It's also also the cash in your bank account. Mm. The money you have access to is how much natural light you have access to right now. If you want it upgraded and you need to get it upgraded, you have to take dimensional light in the uncreated through Christ in you because he's not going to allow idolatry to just go after it on the outside. Some people go after it on the outside because they went after him on the inside, so they get it added unto them, and it's good. Very good. That's actually success. And Jesus Christ said to successful businessmen in Parable of the Talents, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've invested wisely natural light. Natural light. What was the natural light invested wisely? Money. Talents. Now, a talent was not 5000 A talent was 1400 U.S. dollars in today's currency. With Joe Biden's inflation, probably 2400 <laughs> Oh, yeah. If you want to send me some of those dollars for my birthday, I would really appreciate that. Not right. so that I can do she something. She needs to... a Rolex. I, I really want to, to go shopping and do fun things. Not, I'm not this, I think last year I did some like charity and stuff, but this year it's like, I really, I want to buy some cool stuff that I really like, some things that I need and some things that I don't need, but that I want. And so <laughs> may God uh, deal with you on your birthday the same way that you deal with me on my birthday. Amen. Isn't that nice? Praise God. Amen. Amen. That's nice. Anyway, yeah. Deal like, with us you know, as priests. Isn't that nice? Because if you don't, you're not dealing with us at all. Because that's what we are. An apostle is a priest of an altar of a sacrificial system of the animal in your forehead. So you have to deal with priests for what they are. You can't just be one way to one, uh, same to all people. That's not how God is. God says, I'm, I'm all things to all people, hope to save in some. He says, that there's a unique individuality according to the position and rank in the kingdom. They treated Peter completely different than they treated Jesus. Little girl saying, weren't she one of the Galileans? But the centurion came to Jesus, bowed down, said, not worthy for you to come to my house. You know, about the same age. You know, Peter and Jesus, about the same age. Not much difference in age. Both look about the same, same height. Both ugly Jewish men from Galilee. One... The centurion with armies that kill people bowed to him and said, you're not worthy to come to my house. The other one had a little girl make him fearful and cringe and underneath a tiny little girl. See, completely different manifestations of treating people differently according to the stature of the inner man. One was yad he vav he on the inside. The other one was just a weak little human spirit called Peter because he had not received the baptism. Peter, after you're restored, feed my sheep. Which means he got infused, but he learned how to be strong in the Holy Ghost because he was a coward in his human spirit. I think y'all are so funny, too. I, when when you said um, 
ugly Jewish men. So I heard somebody's thought. I don't know who where this came from. The camera from in the audience. It's like that's the my nose kind of... is the size of footballs. This is what he said uh, when you said uh, when you're describing them. Then you said ugly Jewish men. Someone I heard somebody think that's my kind of man. <laughs> that's if they're ugly, it. at least you know they'll be faithful. So, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Righteousness. Mm. Oh, it's fun. You guys are. You get nervous if they start working out and getting pretty. <laughs> looking for another lady. That's how wives are. That's funny. Oh, my hairdresser was telling me a story. Was it like a like last month or a couple months ago? About there was a when you know lady that you know they style their hair and he's like noticed she was looking they done their her hair for like years and years and years and. So I've seen the whole, you know, her whole story and get married and all that. And uh, so she, he's, she, he noticed she'd start to come in looking kind of sad, looking kind of, what's going on, you know? Because, you know, that's getting your hair done. That's where the therapy happens in this world. You know what I mean? You know, pay for haircut, but you get the haircut and the therapy. Why pay for two separate ones? You get it all in the same one. And these are really great people, too. So I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But, uh. You know, she used to kind of get, you know, take care of herself and this kind of thing. And it was the animal. This is animal kind of life, you know. And uh, she's looking kind of sad, and you know, but she's just working and after work, just standing, you know, scrubs and doing this and doing that. And and just, and he's like, what's going on? Oh, you know, he doesn't, all his, you know, marriage problems. And he said, let me just tell you something. How, what did, do you remember what you used to do before you got married? You know, your parents and this kind of thing. Again, animal, and and so he's like. He used to care. <laughs> and uh, so this is how the male animal brain works, right? It's like that equates basically, you know, like you don't care, you don't love me, you know. This just not. It's 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 the animal. You gotta take care of the animals. You know what I mean? You gotta care for the animals in your household, but um, because we're you know we're animal in a fish. You get get off. You have to you have to crucify or you have to sacrifice the old nefesh you get a new nefesh so the nefesh is important it's your vitality mm -hmm. uh, but the whole mentality and all these things change so anyway he told her oh yeah just like you know do at least minimum what you used to do with you know, your appearance how you dress and it, she was like oh just tired after work and just wearing you know just whatever scrubs and you know going out to eat and going out with him after like that just nothing you know just tired and all you know worn down and and then she just, you know, said, oh, he was like, just go home. And then before you go out with him, just go home and just change and do your thing. And the dude, when she started doing this, he got angry at first because he thought, she's cheating on me. <laughs> she's looking for another guy. <laughs> That's how it is. It's like, you know. But um, oh, but yeah. then they ended up. Really? So, but they got past that. And anyway, when she's like, oh, no. She was like, yeah, I'm doing this for you. Then they were totally happy and then have any more in their own like regular animal lives problems with each other and they were very happy you isn't that, some, you isn't that funny good as a, you know as a, in the poverty mentality you get something good you'll cling to it for dear life you'll never yeah. give it up listen the first step as a christian is letting go at the altar that's the altar's function is a place for you loosing your idolatry, idolatry of everything you're clinging to in the natural realm. Then everything you're clinging to in the glory realm. Then everything you're clinging to that God gave you. Yeah. And the nature and characteristics of God that are being formed in you. And to constantly offer them in fire. I make my ministers flames fire. What is the fullness of God's light and glory? 
someone who's constantly, continually worked the altar to sacrifice everything. And it's reasonable, and it's not too hard, because it's the normal path of life. Amen. And when you take care of your nefesh, not in vain glory and all these weird animal behaviors and, you know, eating disorders and binging and purging and well, or not caring, everything. not caring about what you look like or caring too much what you look like. It's all wrong. It's all wrongdoing. It's all garbage. It's There'll all be disorders sin. coming out. You you didn't even know what you had. You get around the fire. <laughs> All every fear <laughs> because you deal with the whole kingdom of hell right. and all the feelings, emotions, ideas, and thought life of every fallen angel in hell. Yep. And it's all inside the mark of the beast or the mark of a human being. You'll yep. deal with all of it. But the closer you are to the wash basin <laughs> and the altar, the faster you can deal with it so it has no influence in your life and you're only in encountering the menorah of the seven spirits of God. The altar yep. of incense, the showbread. And the holy of holies. Yep, and you get Glory. into the righteousness and the holiness. <laughs> walk on sapphire stones and then take care of your nefesh also. And then your spouse will think that God really loves them, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a That's Put also on called a keeping the marriage bed holy. Yeah. <laughs> stay set apart. Holiness, if you read scripture, every time you read about divine beauty you'll find the word holiness. Beauty so the angelic is. beauty of beautiful angels or Adam and Eve in heaven, it's all holiness. What we need is more of true holiness in our flesh. Yeah. And you won't need Botox or the red light masks. Or <laughs> what else? Liposuction. What, else? what are all the other things? The... $500 Fruit smoothies. smoothies. <laughs> or vitamins. I tell you the truth, there ain't a single person in heaven that takes vitamins. You won't even have to gnaw you need to tree take bark. The earth is practically dead. You won't have to hug one so tree. So you be taking vitamins. <laughs> you won't have to do menstrual witchcraft rituals. Sin sinners have practically blood. killed the earth. Your food is so corrupted now, it doesn't even have... 10% of the nutrients it did 2,000 years ago. So it is important to take vitamins. It is. Otherwise, yeah. you'll get sick. You have a low yeah. um, immune system. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of low immune systems and things like that. Okay. Natural your, wisdom. Natural wisdom. Have, if you have an infection, you should go to the doctor. If you have a wart, <laughs> you are unclean. <laughs> if there is a rash on you and there is white... That's leprosy. Cast them out. Let them be eaten by vultures. Now, if there's a little speck of mold in your shower, you don't need to burn the whole thing down. Burn it down. Because of, you read the book of Leviticus. But you... Gasoline, 350 a gallon because of Joe Biden. Dow Setzing, arson ministry. Well, we found that if you just take a Mr. Clean sure Magic Eraser and... And I live in an apartment. I told I told Marilyn. I said glory, glory. I sent her a arson. picture. I'm like, there, my 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 place, my dwelling has become unclean. There's a, a spot of mold. Like oh, this, man. this little thing. That one. It was. I know this thing was hanging there in the water with the moisture. It was in the grout. This one little spot. Unclean. It was tormenting me. What is this? What have I done? 
This must be out of my soul. I must repent. What have I done for this to manifest? What is happening? Holy Ghost, OCD. And uh, I was like lamenting, oh, the spot of mold in my soul. It must be in my soul for it to be in my shower right now. And it's just like horrifying. And so then I'm like, but I don't like to use the industrial strength cleaners. And like, if you put the bleach on there, fixed on the dirt in your if you put the floors, bleach on there, on Jesus. It, it touches the mold and creates another toxin that you can't see. And it just gets everywhere and pollutes everything. And I was like, oh God, I don't know. So then everyone's like, oh yeah, did you think about what you were going to do? Like what we could do to get rid of it? And I was like, I didn't think. I did not think about it. I didn't Clorox think. Clorox bleach wipe. And uh, no, I didn't think. I just figured, you know, you would show up and it would work. I think I already Long repented. I already repented. So I think we'll be okay. I don't know. So like, here, let me just see the magic eraser and the whole The vinegar. bleach wipes are nice because then you just throw them away. Yeah. Well, you know, the magic eraser, Mr. Clean magic eraser in the anointing. My anointed friend. Come in like breaking bad from the meth lab. Yeah. With vinegar just cleaning the bathroom today and it came off she's like oh my god rebecca what look it came out right away when we were because she was like i was looking online last night to see what we could do to help you In get rid of this thing suit. because we weren't gonna use we weren't gonna use some kind of industrial cleaner how are we gonna get it out squirts blood yeah it doesn't it just squirts blood no that was my invisible man squirting blood all over my shower there's scorpion guts exploded on her glasses one time. And I gave those glasses, oh wait, the same glasses that had the demon blood on them when I got delivered and the angels ripped it all up through my face and it splattered on the inside back of my glasses. And like, one of my friends, she's so crazy in the glory, she was like, I gave them to her and she was like, I hope you didn't clean them too good. <laughs> demon blood! <laughs> It's like a relic now, you know, or something like that, you know. So, anyway, it's cool. That's a heritage, you know. You pass it's on. Cool like, to have scorpion demon guts on your eyeballs. And demon blood from after, them being ripped out of your battle. face. Yeah. So the one part, scorpion guts on the outside, demon blood on the inside. From they ripped the angel was standing there ripping running it out around of Jerusalem covered in demon blood, <laughs> holding demon head, <laughs> swinging them around. Maybe they look cute, cute, shrink their heads and make a cute keychain out of it. <laughs> you have your ten thousands. And Paul ain't even angry about it. Down to, right down the crapper with the witch of Endor. Amen. Flush them both down the toilet. All that's left anyway, is sweet David but killing demons. If I could tell you how many miracles I've seen, actually, I think it's been two. Two <laughs> of the Mr. Clean Magic Eraser miracles. And the anointing. The other one was the impossible to remove scuff mark from the wall. White wall. Black scuff mark. You know what I'm talking Magic about. Magic eraser is you tried everything. a small you tried miracle everything. pad. You use that it thing. It's, every time you use that thing, miracles happen. Hit. But I'm talking about, it was scr I'm scrubbing with the with the magic eraser. Nothing's working. Nothing's working. Use it on all your mouths. <laughs> We just released the magic eraser angels upon your mouths. Hallelujah. Please do not eat magic erasers. Please do also not eat Tide Pods or anything in your not mother's laundry room. Don't eat it. Magic eraser your heart. Yeah. I mean, metaphorically. Magic eraser your okay. eyes. <laughs> and everything in the brain. Yeah, like pretty much. Your, pretty much all of existence. it. Just magic. But when this scuff mark would not come out of that wall, I was about ready to give up. I was about ready to give up. 
And then Drunk I thought, magic eraser. And then I thought, <laughs> what if I spoke in tongues? I kid you not. I directed my tongues at that spot on the wall and started praying in tongues and doing it. Came out like that. So put the the tongues right. Miracle. It was a miracle. I was I was about ready to give up. Praying in tongues and use the magic eraser. Uh, my friend used the shoop. So sometimes you just need to clean. You just need to clean your house. <laughs> That's a word for someone yeah, today. You just need to clean your Hebrews. house. You need to clean and then you need, you to, need clean to, your to fold house. it and, and put, it, put away. it away. Don't just let it Come sit on. in the dryer for Repent. two Repent. Clean your house. Repent. And we move it from the dryer. You know, the angels the write bucket. down when you leave your stuff. When you just when the washer can go in the dryer. You left all your stuff on by. top of the sink and on top of the everything. The angels actually took a note about it. And, and they're they're noting that. So you need to not leave all that stuff out everywhere. There's anointing on making your bed <laughs> and putting your clothes away after doing laundry. Because yeah. it, it, it challenges your flesh. You say, it's oh, it's bad. not important. I'm telling you, it's anointed. It is. Angels like to be around natural cleanliness. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of testimonies about that, too. That was one of uh, Shadrach's instructions. Uh, on if you want to have angels ascending and descending. In a rat's nest, you have demons. Right. So when you clean up your... Make sure your bedroom is spotless before you go to bed. And pray over your space. Like, make it really nice. I just look around to see, like, what kind of portals open in here right now. Like, just make sure nothing... That was one of the keys for angels in your bedroom. Yeah. Is have it just clean and then welcome them before you go to bed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And so and when I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. That's what I do. But I did it from ex experience and instinctual. You know, you don't really think about it. It's like a teaching. But when he said that, it was like, yes, that's what, you know, that's it works. It really works. Now, if you're if you've done all those things, your room is clean and you're still having some problems uh, with your sleep life, your dream life. You, it, it's it's all comprehensive. If there's anything you need to make right or apologize or do things like that forgiveness you want to cover those bases make sure you're just making right if you're running your mouth at work that's probably the problem uh, there's all kinds of different things so you want to have a well-rounded life right your inner life and your outer life everything ascending and rising together as one you're really instead of just like this one good this one no good <laughs> like that comprehensive all-encompassing Word of God in your spirit and in your soul and in your flesh so it's in all areas of your life your emotional clean life, above physical clean life. below right if you study clean and unclean it's 100 percent the purpose of the priesthood mm -hmm. the wash basin the altar and then the once you're clean from the wash basin to the altar here i got the hey we look, have a look at the temple understand this because my main calling in life is to make you all high priest so once you're clean from the water and the fire, which really deals with the animal cleanliness of your outer man, of your flesh, and even your brain, and your soul, and your heart. Then you go into the holy place, which is your inner man, and there goes the incense, the bread, the menorah, the oil, and inside the holy place of your spirit is God's throne, Christ in you, the holy of holies of all glory. Amen. Amen. So that outer part is cleansed through the water and the fire. So you constantly stay there in your outer form. Your outer form is always at the wash basin and always, I'm saying, always at the altar. 
a new covenant priest never leaves the temple night and day like Anna. You're always at the temple. This is your mindset. This is your whole existence is always on Jesus, high priest, which means you're always in the temple. If you leave the temple, it's only sin. If you leave the temple to go to work, if you leave the temple, you got to go to work in the temple. You got to go to work in the wash basin and the altar. If you can't work and do natural things, laundry, parent, school, homework, anything you're doing, if you can't do it with the wash basin and the altar, you have yet to take a couple steps of your outer man to be successful children in the Lord. This is where you become children. Becoming young men is working a little bit deeper where that outer court is under check. I commend you young men because you've overcome the evil one. So it's the wash basin and the altar that overcomes the evil one through the natural senses, through natural brains, heart, blood, bones, hands, and head. When you have that under control a little bit, then you go a little bit deeper into the holy place. That's where the incense is, the showbread, the altar, the menorah, and the oil. Then you begin to work a different altar, but you're still working that outer altar because you still have a body. You'll still work that wash basin and that, that altar for the animal. But now you're at a different altar within the altar of incense. And the altar of incense was more important than all the animal sacrifices of the old covenant combined. It was the altar representing your communication with the living God. The other stuff was just to deal with the outer man, the, the business of the day, the marketplace, the finances, the flesh, the soul. Now you're dealing with the spirit. Now you're dealing with incense. It's written in Revelation. And even all the Jews know that we're not in an animal, animal sacrificial system anymore and they don't want it anymore. Most Jews that are in synagogue that love Yahweh Vave, that are not sorcerers, but good Jews, they love that we're still in a system of the altar of incense and not a system of the altar of animal sacrifice. And that's understood in Judaism today, which is an embracement of Messiah in part which is progress. It's not a full embracement of Messiah, but it's a partial embracement of Messiah, so it's progress. We have to go all the way as priests of that altar of incense with our whole spirit. Then we can bring forth through these temples, those temples, the Holy of Holies. When we do that, only Israel will be saved. So set your eyes to Keter, go all the way to Keter. Right, first let's focus, get you into the sun, get on the moon, get into the sun. If you're just, hey, I'm just like a tiny baby spirit, I don't know if I'm ready to make that climb yet, at least get Malkut circumcised and uh, and start to go up, start to, in, on the inside, go within. Build up your spirit, build up your spirit. You know, stay together with the community, make sure you're plugged into the community. You're going to need to have believers around you. You don't want to go wander off because it's always that one wandering sheep that that's when the wolf pack is like, hey, you see that sheep over there? Yeah. Let's go get them. So you want to stick together and pray if for one another. If you're getting beat up by lies and self-justifying, best thing you could do is confess your sin. You don't have to come out in the RLM mm -hmm. Facebook group and blabber it. I mean, that, that's usually that, just that's a not even helpful. Okay, that's, that's actually a manifestation that we watched in Pigs in the Parlor on our live the other day when we went up 20 Minutes. There, that, do you remember that spirit that kind of 
It's just, it's really just not an appropriate place um, to just air your dirty laundry. It's just, it doesn't, it's not helpful, doesn't advance yeah. the kingdom. It's not going to help you much. You get the same breakthrough just by messaging a friend. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have any friends, you know, you need to make some. Mm -hmm. Find some. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, we got a hundred um, awesome people in the RLM group. Talk to some people. Get out of your comfort zone. Get some accountability. Get us. If you're a girl, always a sister. If you're a guy, always a brother. Right. Don't cross sexes as you're growing ever. Mm -hmm. yeah. Ever. Don't even go there. That'll it's nonsense. Yeah. You you get messed up even with your best intentions. It's important, guys with guys, girls with girls, as they're growing. Until the Lord is very serious about adding unto you a wife or a husband, and He mm -hmm. will almost always do that. Almost every destiny is that you have a husband and wife. In fact, it's a curse not to have one. And if, what about a possible... We're not in those times. We're not under Caesar's rule where a Christian is sold into slavery and then they rape your wife and sell her into slavery. You're in a different timeline. Those were cultural things for that time mm -hmm. under those wicked Caesars. They were enslaving Christians as sex slaves and mining slaves to build all their coliseums, mining rocks and caves. You're in a totally different era. And most of that cultural stuff is irrelevant in the New Testament. And you need to hear that. Because people get religious about stuff that Paul was saying to deal with cultural relevancy. Today it has totally different applications under different presidents and rulers. Amen. God would not have you honor Freemason presidents. Apostle Paul would slap you in the face. God, God would want you to begin to raise up righteousness in politics. Some of you will be called to politics. And we got this idea of politics bad. No, I mean, Jesus is a king, which is a political leader. And he did deal with Rome. He dealt with Caesar. He dealt with Pontius Pilate. He dealt with Roman centurion. He's always dealing with leaders. Why? Because he's the leader of leaders. You will deal with politics entirely before it's over. You will deal with all religions, all politics, all economics, and things are going to play out different than your mind thinks. He is much wiser and better than you can imagine, and it's usually in a way that is much more joyful, yet natural and supernatural both. Where it's not just this pie in the sky... Just everything decimated and then the perfect unicorn comes down and sits on the White House. Well, that's what people think. They think, oh, a unicorn's going to come down from a lightning cloud. I wouldn't mind a... if a unicorn did All come, of a sudden, but... now it... <laughs> it's usually gradual, which is the word parousia. God fixes things and problems and economies and nations. Parousia, gradually, which is like waters rising that changes people's hearts and it changes the course of nations. So you get into a much greater wisdom that God uses in changing the course of the world. Amen. And let a unicorn appear. Let it in. Let like, there be a whole I, 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 I just want Bobby Connor to have to a unicorn encounter. Biden's butthole. That's like. <laughs> Amen. Well, this is a really. This has been really special. <laughs> this has been really. And the FBI and CIA too, until it's cleansed of wickedness. So many. Amen. Cleanse the U.S. government. From Satan and sorcery and Freemasonry and all their Amen. altars of witchcraft and checkerboards and all their vows and altars of fallen angels in high places and low places be slaughtered into the lake of fire. Mm -hmm. And all sorcery cease and desist its maneuverings in the United States of America forever in Jesus' name. Amen.
Glory. You know, you said the gold of this world, the god of this world, it's their idol. Mm. Uh, this is what the Lord was showing me. I was going in this vision when you were saying that just a little bit ago. And uh, Gevra represents gold, right? And the god of this world, where is that portal in the left hand? Remember the hand and the, the head? That's one of those portals of hell. So when he's talking about Gevra and uh, Samael and all that kind of hell portal activity, uh, that gold, the god of this world. So it's that unrighteous judgment there of Satan. And that's been, he's been the god of this world. And what are those? Those are those ones in front of the veil that Hesed, Gevra, Tiferet, and uh, Netzah, and Had. Those all together, and together with the Asad, that six, right? That fire rose, that Vav. That, I know you remember because you've been taking your notes. I actually felt that. I felt that when you're like, when you remember. Good job, class. Okay. Good job. Everyone gets a sticker next time. Okay. And so the goddess world, he said, you know, these are your idols. And you talked about the golden calf. It's the golden, when you said the goddess world, the gold, the golden calf. Well, that's what they said when, uh, when they said, Aaron, make the golden calf for us. And then he presented them. He said, these are your gods. Mm. These, that, um, the way it's written in Hebrew, what it means is that fire was that vav. It was talking about those sapphire stones, but separated from the wholeness of Christ. Yeah. So it was talking about the things coming down. These are your gods, O Israel, and worship. Uh, it was about that gold of Gevra. So it, it was that fire rose, that vav, that six, but apart from Christ. Having those things that are patterned after Christ, but without obeying the angel of the Lord Yahweh, without him himself, where the things come from, right? So All idolatry is celestial. Yeah. And so it's always that misuse of the good and perfect things that come from God, that separate powers that were coming down uh, from above, but apart from him. Oh, where Moses goes? Who knows what he, you know, who knows what? Make us a cow. People are like, well, that sounds insane. Separate the dragon's tail they were in cosmic, from the new yeah. heavens. They were in cosmic unrighteousness. And so it was really a difficult thing. Um, that's why it, it got so intense right around that point. It was a really, um, it was a really intense matter because it was so much co um, cosmic it was unrighteousness. It Yeah, exactly. That's even worse than the Asherah pole. So we want to keep you away from that, too. There's all kinds of worse things to get into. But that's why we're going to keep the the teaching going uh, and just keep on the narrow path. So if they had a counterfeit Yadevave in the Exodus, do you guys think there's a counterfeit Jesus in the New Testament? Mm -hmm. Counterfeit sapphire stones. Tens of thousands of them. Counterfeit teaching similar to ours. Counterfeit, there's whatever is the real thing, there's a counterfeit. That's why we're testing all these things using the double-edged sword of the Word of God, the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, and even God the Father himself giving so much direction with even direct encounters. And he's been so specific to teach and train this narrow way so that you can walk in it. The Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth, if we let him lead us, he'll speak to you. This is the way. Walk in it. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. And speaking of gold. Yeah, if you'd like to give an offering tonight, click in the, the links in the description. If you want to send me money for my birthday so I can do some shopping and stuff. Be a blessing. I do. I would like you meant I would like a, a cosmic watch. 
I would like that cosmic rock watch. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really like think that. it's important that a sapphire Rolex be given to Rebecca, and I'm I'm working it out and, and oh, saving yeah. my r rupees. Saving my rupees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, All right, Micah. Let's go. Well, when you said when you said uh, Rolex earlier, I saw that cosmic watch. Uh, from John Paul Jackson, and he's talking about that world. He was showing me the watch from the world of Berea and how the plans are made in heaven for things to be created. And you know how John Paul Jackson is. He's just so, like, mysterious but energetic and fun, and you feel like you're in kindergarten, but it's just, like, literally the mysteries of the universe part, like, that you can't even... I was like, how am I even going to do that? I was in class. I'm like, how am I going to do my homework? It's probably like how you guys felt when I first, like, dropped the... How am I going to do this? That's how I felt. It's like John Paul... He's had time in heaven to learn this. I have a fire. And it's like, how am I going to draw this? I don't want me to like, draw the schematics for the watch. Like, just do your best. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> we'll see how it turns out. I mean, you've seen my, wa my watercolor paintings. But it was interesting that you brought up that today. And uh, there, it's, it's so interesting because we're getting closer and closer to those realms. Well, I've seen some of the most demon-possessed people of Jezebel recently in the last two weeks raging that Rebecca's stepping into actually new covenant queenship and the fallen angels raging through people that she's stepping into queenship maturity now I'm taking my girls with me that's why it's so mad and they don't like the fact that there be wealth the natural realm um, yep. the conquering of all of that added unto glorified woman is is driving Jezebel temples insane. The women and walking. They're raging path. out there because of her breakthroughs. Yeah. Now, my breakthroughs are your breakthroughs. I actually had a dream. The Lord showed me a couple years ago that I was overcoming all these things on a race, and all like these crazy women in the world wanted it, but I got it. And I said, I'm gonna give this. They were mad that I got the crown. It was all the the wicked women and the spirits over them. And they were mad, like, no, you can't, that's cheating, that's blah, blah, blah. You need to understand pioneers are opening it up for mm -hmm. everyone who rises. Yeah. I took the biggest it. temptation yeah. of those I'm gonna is give this getting to the girls, jealous of her. The righteous. I said, and it will destroy mm -hmm. any girl that yeah. gets jealous yeah. and envious of Rebecca. Yeah. Stop it. She is pioneering your prosperity. Right, and honestly, you would hate my life. You would hate every moment of it. Like, don't please don't ever be she jealous of like my life. She lives like a nun in a monastery, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> She, she's walled up for 16 hours a day, basically, in Torah, for years. Yeah, you, you, you probably hate pretty much everything I've had to go through. You'd hate the training. You'd hate what God would say to you. You wouldn't like what God said to you if you had to live my life. You wouldn't like how the angels probably would talk to you. You probably wouldn't like any of it. The the Do you want to do 6 a.m. Stairmaster? Maybe some of you do. I know that. Go for it. Go for it. Do it. It's like Torah but, and gym. That's it. That's your whole life. That's like, <laughs> and then like the cosmic wrestling and and then the healing part. He's like, what? If, oh my gosh, what happened to you? I was like, well, yeah. It's, it's a good, good life, though. We love it's being good. priests. I like it. I like it. I do. Thankful for but those walking with us. It. It's, it's like people see like external things. They're like, oh, you have what I want, but it's like I can't you wouldn't want to live this life at all. <laughs> I love almost everybody. Just the ones obedient walking with us. Oh yeah, I gotta, others are seriously grievous. To be I gotta say this you. real quick too. Because I crown, don't want to lie to you. I gotta tell the girls so, huh? the crown. 
I when I got the crown and I stole it from all like the w worldly wicked women who were all into like the, the beauty and the makeup and the hair and all you know you know what I'm talking about like the mean mean girls club <laughs> you know the mean girls club and it's all demonic and I was empowered by the Holy Spirit to run like they couldn't run and they thought I was cheating they're like you can't do that you can't do that I was like oh just watch me now <laughs> and I went in and then at the very end where you're supposed to get your prize that's when I had my encounter with the principal, the male principality of lust, and he liver, he'd literally never lost a battle with any woman, and it, it just never happened. So when I, oh, when I passed that test, because I was like, oh, where's my prize? Where's my stuff? That's what they do when you win those games in that as a worldly girl. That's when they that it gets weird, the, all the weird sexual stuff starts happening in their lives. You know what I'm talking about, right? Modeling industry, yep. uh, mm -hmm. uh, um, LA, Any worldly Hollywood. success of any girl ever. And they whore you out. They they try to like, set you, oh, we're gonna give you a crown. You'll be a princess. And then they turn you into a whore. You know what I'm talking about. And so basically, that, and that, so I passed my test and you have to understand, it's not like external lust stuff. When you're dealing with like a principality from where the lust comes from, it's the force of that, like the grace has to be there. It's, it's, it's a power, it's power versus power, spiritual powers. And so when I passed that test, I was like, you know, where's my stuff? They're like, oh yeah, they already moved it, they already took it. Because nobody ever passes that test. No one's ever passed this test. No woman's ever passed a test yeah. with this guy. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and it just literally has never happened Coming before. Coming to Rum Rumsville overcoming, where there's no rewards. The demons didn't even no have... Has ever it was beyond demon-level faith. The demons did not have faith. They were already carting the treasure out. They were... The demons they didn't even have that faith. They, this high. they They really didn't. They're, they had... And I was like, no, give me my stuff back. I earned... Because I, I, I won that. Because when I got the crown, I was like... I told the Lord... The Lord showed me. He's like, this is what you're going to do. We're going to take it. And give it back to, to the righteous women and the holy women. The women of God are supposed to have that crown. It's not for all these whores of Babylon out here. Yeah. That's for the righteous women. And it's like, it's so much in that crown. It's literally like... No plunder Babylon. Yes. And so this is what... This this belongs to the women of God. It does not belong to the world. But they've had it. It's been stolen. I feel fire coming out on that. So anyway, I went to have them go take me, you know, where I'd get the treasure. And that's when I got, you know, where they, all the, the storage and things like that. And there was, um, there was actually an angel that was from the camp of the Lord that was presided over all the, there was, I don't know if this was like neutral territory or how, I don't understand how those realms work in that place, but where all that, the stuff would go before it's distributed. There's different oversight from different things going on. But when I went in there, not only did they say, this is going to be given to you, um, but I talked to whatever the angel was there, and he said, okay, on top of that, with your prize, you can pick out anything from this secret treasure room of basically, like, these wonderful things or all kinds of myster mysterious artifacts that I don't... How can you even understand? It's in the spiritual realm. And I asked, so I was to totally overwhelmed, so I asked the Holy Spirit, which one I should get? And the one he pointed out to me, I said, I want this one. And when I described it to Brandon later on, because I knew I made the right decision because the Holy Spirit told me which one to pick, he said, oh yeah, I've seen, you know, some other people that they have, they say in their houses they have this type of looking item, and they call it the Morning Star. Mm. 
And when I looked at it, it turned alive. Gold, gold. And I saw the ships of Solomon sailing, like these white sails over the globe. And all this, it was just like, all we have to do is conquer lust. The royal morning star. False love and all that stuff that Brandon was attacking earlier, that all the stuff that we like or we've liked about Christianity and the warm fuzzies and the feelies. It's so worth it because all it is, it's just more, it's hidden lust that people don't, we don't know it is until God shows and reveals it. How we know, you know, crucifying, sacrificing the animal, crucifying the old nature. Embrace the judgment and understand that it's working for your good. It might be a little painful at first, but it's okay. You've been through so much pain already anyway. It's not worse than whatever else you've already been through from yeah. hell. This it's is, really not. Hey, this is the morning star right there. Yeah, it looked kind of like, yeah, that thing, but like alive and, yeah. It's alive. Yeah. And I was like, mine's, that's mine's not alive that too. Mine's alive. <laughs> Amen. Oh, yeah. Amen. We're going to have a big uh, birthday party celebration for her in a little bit. We'll close out with Micah 413. I posted the whole book of Micah and read-along on my wall and in the Arlem Facebook group. Go through it if you have time. It only takes about 25 minutes, but it's the Rhema Word of God right now. That short little minor prophet book with a major message. Micah 4.13. This is in the BSB translation. Rise and thresh, O daughter of Zion. That's a real translation. The BSB. Daughter of Zion, for I will give you horns of iron and hooves of bronze. The boots of burnished bronze. Mm -hmm. To break to pieces many peoples. Then you will devote their gain to the Lord Jesus Christ. Their wealth to the Lord of all the earth. So he gets you the boots of burnished bronze. To crush sin, wickedness, true agape. That crushes all wrongdoing, darkness, shadow, sin, and uh, lust and pride everywhere. Then you will devote the gain of all the wickedness you've conquered to the Lord, all the wealth of Babylon to the Lord Jesus Christ of all the earth. In Jesus' name, may you dedicate your wealth to the Lord Jesus Christ as you crush Babylon under your boots of burnished bronze. Amen. We'll see you guys tomorrow.
as long as it's free. I love almost everybody. You know, love is a happy time all throughout the universe. It's when a male part of the species goes to the female part of the species and says, Hey, you want to go on a date? And then she would say, Well, yes, I'd like to go on a date if you're lucky. And then you go to a restaurant and she gets something called a salad. And then he gets a big piece of beef that he eats. And that to me, ladies and gentlemen, is love. Kind of makes you cry, doesn't it? I love you, and I love me. I love to hear the robin go to Italy, Isn't that nice? If you love somebody, I better set them free. Set them free. Set us free. <laughs> I don't think so. I love almost everybody. Good night, everybody.